Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray... Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Well, they've come and gone again for another year. The Oscars, the Academy Awards, the night of nights for the movie makers where the world comes together to honour those who have excelled in the movies. And the most coveted Oscars, well, it's these four, the Best Actor and Actress Awards and the Best Supporting Actor and Actress Awards. It's a great skill, isn't it, acting? I mean, to be able to stand in front of a camera or in front of an audience and to pretend to be someone completely different. And a good actor will really make you believe that they are that person, that they have actually become that person by the way that they speak and by the way that they look. This is the Greek word for actor, hypocrites. Do you know which English word we get from this? It's not too hard to see. In, in fact, in Greek, hypocrite and actor are the same word. And I don't suppose it's very surprising. I mean, in a sense, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, actors, hypocrites, they're doing a similar thing, aren't they? They're pretending to be someone that they're not. Actors, hypocrites, doing exactly the same thing, just for different reasons, Uh, Jesus is talking with his disciples in this section of Matthew that we're looking at today and he's talking about what life looks like for those who are part of his kingdom. He's already been saying that he's not interested in religious activity or superficial observance of rules. That's not what Jesus wants from his followers. Jesus is not interested in hypocrites, people who are pretending to be something that they're really not. What Jesus wants is changed hearts. So in this section, Jesus wants to point out for us what some of the wrong motives are that we might have. But look at how it starts. Chapter 6, verse 1. This is the important verse to understand. Be careful 
not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Now, hang on a minute. Go back to chapter 5, verse 16. Didn't Jesus just say the opposite of that? Chapter 5, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So, has Jesus changed his mind? Which one is it? Are we supposed to do our good deeds so that they're seen by others or are we not supposed to do our good deeds so that they're seen by others? Well, the crucial words in that first verse of chapter 6 is this. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. That's the problem. It's not that we're doing things that others will see. We're doing it to be seen by others. We want other people to notice what it is that we've done. The problem is doing them just so that we will be seen by others. So here's the question Jesus wants to ask. What's your motive for the good things that you do? Are you doing them so that God will be honoured and glorified Or are you doing them so that you will be honoured and glorified? Not sure if you noticed it when the passage was being read, but Jesus actually criticises people who pray, who fast and who give money to the poor. It's pretty staggering, isn't it? That he can criticise people who do those three good things. Criticises them for giving money to the poor. Criticises them for praying. Criticises them for fasting. But again, it's not the action that he's criticising, it's the motive that they have in doing it. These three things, praying, fasting and giving to those in, in need, they would have been at the very heart of the religious experience back in Jesus's day. But Jesus wants to show that it's possible to actually do those things for the wrong reason. So have a look at how the hypocrites pray. Verse number two. Oh, sorry, how they give to the poor. Verse number two of chapter six. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues or on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. When hypocrites give, Jesus says, they like to do it right out there in the public eye. They want everyone to see what it is that they've done. People like to be noticed, especially if they're giving away money, and they want people to be able to see it. Generally speaking, that's the way that our world tends to operate. You've only got to look at things like these dummy checks. Uh, When people want to, when they're giving money away to a charitable organisation, they want to make sure that everybody knows they've got their branding and their labelling right up behind them there. It's a brewery that's being advertised here and they're giving this money to the charity. They're giving £5,000, no small amount of money being given away here. So they want everybody to know about it. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that people and companies, they can do it for right motives and right reasons as well and it's great that those charities have that money. But it is a thing in our society, isn't it? 
Very often companies will only give if they're going to be acknowledged. And I'm sure that you've been into those buildings where there's the list of names, the art galleries and places like that where all the donors are listed there and the major donors, their, their, their font is quite big compared to the little ones down the bottom who only gave smaller amounts of money. And I think the hypocrites that Jesus is talking about can actually still be alive and well in our churches today. I remember when we lived up on the North Coast, there was one of the older guys in the congregation up there who can remember back to his childhood. Back in the 1920s or 1930s, he grew up in Lismore and he said that there was a wealthy businessman in their church and when the collection was taken up on a Sunday morning, he would reach into his wallet and pull out a 20-pound note. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot today, but probably maybe close to $1,000 he's got in his hand there in that 20-pound note he would wave it around above his head so that everybody could see just how much it was that he was going to put into the plate that Sunday morning. And that's what Jesus is talking about, isn't it? The hypocrites who want to give, but they want everybody to notice just how much it is that they have given. So what does Jesus say? Well, he says that we should give in a discreet way. I love the way that he describes it. You should do it so that your left hand doesn't even know what your right hand's doing. And you should give for the right motive, for the right reason. But it's not natural, is it? I mean, if I'm going to give money, especially if I'm going to give a large sum of money, I've got that little voice in my head that's saying to me, surely you can let somebody notice this. Surely you can let somebody see how much you've given and what you've done. But the question is, why are you doing it in the first place? What's your motive? Did you do it so that you'd be noticed and thanked? Did you do it so that you would be seen by others? Did you do it for the praise of others? Or did you do it to serve God and to love others? Jesus moves on to prayer in verse number 5. Something that anyone who's serious about a relationship with God is going to be serious about. This is what he says. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen, and then the father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Back in Jesus' day, it would have been common practice for the people who went to the synagogue that someone would stand up to lead in prayer at the synagogue. Now, I'm only guessing this because we haven't got any details, but I'm sure that there would have been that little small temptation to pray to the audience. You know, you knew the guy who prayed last week, he did a really good job and you'd like to be able to impress everyone just as much as he did with his prayer. I'm guessing that there would be the temptation to try and sound more godly than the guy who prayed last week. And the temptation is still there today. I'm sure that if you've been in in public prayer meetings, there's always that temptation to say things that are going to impress the audience in front of you rather than talking to your Father who is in heaven. There'll be the temptation to use words and phrases and even tones that you don't normally use in the hope that it might impress those that are around you. Hypocrites are people who want, them, want others to think highly of them. Doing it to impress others. Not doing it because their Heavenly Father will hear them. 
So how should the disciples of Jesus pray? Well, they should pray to their Father who is in heaven. They're not there to do a public performance. They're there to pray for the right motives, for the right reason, to the right person. Now, Jesus actually goes on to explain a little bit more about prayer straight after that, before he moves on to talk about uh, the, the, the last topic. He says that they're not to babble on like pagans. Uh, many of the religions back in Jesus' day would have been doing that sort of thing. They would have been uh, praying as many times as you could say it over and over again. Surely if you say it enough times, God will hear what it is that you're saying. Well, Jesus tells his disciples that they're not to keep babbling like pagans, that their heavenly father knows what they need. It's a little bit ironic, isn't it, that the very place where Jesus tells them not to babble like pagans is the place where we actually find words that have probably been babbled a little more than any other prayer in human history. Jesus gives us this model of the Lord's Prayer. I can remember when I grew up in, in uh, another denomination, not Presbyterian, of course, and uh, I remember being a small child and hearing people babble their way through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I, can, I can still, vi- I could take you and point you to the spot that I was standing, probably eight, nine years old, and all of the heads went down and all you heard was this <laughs> as people made their way through uh, the words of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, where we lived uh, for a few years when I was uh, quite young was a little town up near Mudgee and there was a man in the town there who had learned the Lord's Prayer when he was younger and prayed it every night before he went to bed. But he didn't quite have the words right. His wife had tried to correct him a few times but he was adamant that he knew what it said. So instead of praying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, he used to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, Harold be thy name. I'm not certain if he actually thought that God's name was Harold or that perhaps Harold meant something else. When my dad was growing up, he grew up in a little suburb uh, called Bexley North, uh, down on the south side of Sydney. And three stops along the train line from him was Tempe. And he was adamant as a child that the words of the Lord's Prayer were, lead us not into Tempe Station. Uh, Now... I'm not sure what it is about Tempe Station that would have been difficult to face, but but he was pretty sure that that's what it said. But what Jesus says is these are the kinds of things that we should pray. He gives us six elements to this prayer, and, and these are the kinds of things that we should regularly be praying for, that God's name would be on it, that God's will would be done, that God's kingdom would come that we should be asking God to provide for our physical needs, for our daily bread. We should recognise that all that we have that comes to us from God's hands, that we should be asking God to forgive us for those things that we've done wrong, that, we've been, that we should be asking God to guide our steps, to protect us. Jesus is not saying these are the only things that you should ever pray, nor is he saying that these are exactly the words that you should pray. This is the kind of thing that his disciples should pray. And then we come to the last one. Jesus talks about the hypocrites when it comes to the issue of fasting. Verse number 16. When you fast, do not look sombre as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting. 
but only your Father who is unseen and your, and your heavenly, your, sorry, your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Fasting was a common practice back in Jesus' day. The Old Testament said that there was only one day of the year when people were required to fast and that was on the Day of Atonement. But by Jesus' day, the Pharisees had ramped that up a little bit and they had regular fasts. Uh, Some of them, many of them, would have been fasting twice a week. Now, it's hard to know, I think, as Christians what we're supposed to do with this because we read very, very little in the pages of the New Testament about fasting. Jesus doesn't instruct his disciples to fast. And in fact, when you look through the New Testament letters, there's no instructions about doing it or how it is that we should go about it. But by Jesus, in Jesus' day, it was still a common practice. And Jesus tells us how the hypocrites fasted and how his disciples ought to fast. They're not to dress in a way that indicates that they're fasting or put pained expressions on their faces to show that they're fasting. They're to do it out of devotion to God. They're not to do it to impress other people with what it is that they're doing. In Jesus' day, some of the Pharisees were doing it just to impress others with their deep sense of spirituality and doing it twice a week. But Jesus says, fast so that no one knows what you're doing. Don't blow a trumpet so that everyone will hear. Do it for the right motives, for the right reasons. Well, with each of those examples, Jesus gives us this advice. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't pretend to be someone that you're not. Don't do things just so that other people will be impressed by your behaviour. And to the hypocrites, Jesus says, if you want the praise of others, if you just want to impress the people around you, knock yourself out. Go ahead. You can do that. You will have their praise, but don't expect any praise from God. Don't expect that God will will reward you. In fact, Jesus says God will ignore your actions if you're doing it for the wrong motives. He doesn't see that gift that you give. He doesn't hear that prayer that you pray. He doesn't draw near to those who fast. Tricky things, motives, aren't they? And I'm sure that Jesus says this to his disciples because he wants them to take a couple of minutes to just... Think about what their motives are for the things that they're doing. And it's not just praying and fasting and giving money to the poor. Jesus says we should be examining all of our motives in our Christian lives. Your motive for coming along here on Sunday morning. Your motive for teaching that scripture class or helping out with Sunday school. Your motive for standing up and preaching on Sunday. Your motive for taking that meal around to someone your motive for reading the Bible in church, your motive for turning up at Bible study on Wednesday night. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're doing it to impress other people with your godliness, if you're doing it so that other people will pat you on the back and say, you've done a wonderful thing there. If you're doing it so that others will think that you're wonderful, well, Jesus says you're a hypocrite. I'm sure sometimes we can actually operate from from mixed motives. But Jesus says, examine your motives. And we need to make sure that we're driven by the right motives. And it's like the passage that we saw last week. Jesus doesn't want superficial righteousness. 
He doesn't want some outward observance of rules. He wants us to love and serve him with our whole heart. Now, Jesus is not saying that we should stop doing those things. He just says, make sure that you're doing them all for the right reason, for the right motive. And the motive is the one that we see back there in chapter 5, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That's the motive that we should have. We should be doing all those things and more because we want God to be glorified. 